Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. As always, I am your host with the Hall of French Toast, Freddie Carlson, and I am once again joined by my good friend on the other side of the microphone, the heart of the wrestling fan base himself, Angelo Belly. Say hello to the people, Angelo. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another very special episode of your favorite pro wrestling podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we are joined with a very special guest today as well. We've been happy to have a lot of our good friends from the club throw up the two sweet uh, the last few episodes. Uh, and today we're joined by another first-time guest, the kayfabe breaker himself, Ambrose. Say hello to the people, Ambrose. How's it going? I wasn't ready for you to put in my Instagram right there. Oh, <laughs> How's it going on? We, we plug we plug everybody around here. We plug I love everybody. a good, good plug. Good, uh, the cheap pop. Cheap pops and... and, 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 and <laughs> plugs here that's what we do we're like dx all righty or like a him with a mick foley right here in <laughs> brooklyn new york there you go bang bang. Oh, bang bang all right so we're happy to be back once again for episode 21 here today and we are going to talk about the elimination chamber the elimination chamber event is taking place a week from this sunday at the time of recording on sunday february the 21st uh unfortunately at the time of recording there is not too many matches confirmed only one chamber match but I have my predictions for what the second chamber match of the night might be. We'll get into that a little later. Mm-hmm. So Ambrose is here to talk about the chamber with us and anything and everything to do with it. So as our guest, Ambrose, you are first up for the first question that I have for you. What is your favorite elimination chamber match of all time? I'm hitting with the hard questions right away. Yeah, we're going with the big questions first. All righty. There you go. Um, I'd have to say... I know it's. I know a lot of people like older matches more, but I, I got to go with the 2019 men's. Oh, the, yeah. We got Brian, Samoa Joe, uh, Jeff Hardy, Kofi, um, did I say AJ already? And then Randy. Yeah. 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 Look at that. that Look was, at the talent in that match. That's man. a good field. <laughs> that's, that's going to show how talented SmackDown was in 2019. I mean, I, I feel like... Like, I mean, it wasn't looked at the same way because, you know, Raw had guys like Reigns and Rollins and, and Lesnar. Yeah. But SmackDown put on some solid matches that year. That was a, the best, I mean, you know, the best time for SmackDown probably was like 2016, 2017. Yeah. That was peak, like, SmackDown, like, current era SmackDown. Right, yeah, after the whole fiasco of 20, I'd say 13 through 15, or into yeah. 16 was was not good it was not good at all <laughs> it was not very good it was okay <laughs> yeah, but that chamber match was uh the one that it, we were talking about it before we came on the air here mm-hmm. uh it was the one where kofi had that huge gauntlet match run just a few weeks before you know he was having yes. that it was the start of kofi mania everyone was on the kofi train that year and that was uh so good yeah, man, it was came like, at number three and then he lasted till the end, but he didn't didn't quite get that title yet. Oh man! And I thought he was. I really thought he was gonna win when he had trouble in paradise. Oh, uh, you, you felt uh, it! You felt it! It was. You felt of, the emotion right there. One of those moments where you just wish, you just wish that they would have done it right there. But you know, we 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 crap on WWE a lot for you know for never doing the right thing with booking and making mistakes here and there. But man. They know how to long term book, and they did. Give that was it. a yeah. That was a really good example, like recent history of long term story. That was yeah. really good. Paid off in the long run with what they ended up going with just a month and a half later at WrestleMania. Um, so, Angelo, what do you got to say about your favorite chamber match of all time? 
my favorite chamber match of all time would probably have to be the one with Kofi Kingston, where he was literally like runner up. Yeah. I literally thought he was gonna win that title too that night. Yeah, that's it's you know, it. It was a tough night, but also a great night all at once. I think we can oh, yeah. speak very highly of that for sure. When, when they when they were like carry, not carrying him, but like they were like helping him to the back, I was like, oh come on, man, he could have won that right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I so to change it up from. I mean, I love that chamber match too. That's definitely in my top three, probably top two. But I remember. Um, well, I just I just lost my train of thought. Uh, oh. This one might be a bit of a shock, but I watched this one many years ago for the very first time, and I thought it was very well done. And if you look at the talent involved, how could it not be? Mm -hmm. Uh, It was New Year's Revolution 2005 in San Juan, Mm. Puerto Rico. Yes. I watched that one today, yes. It was for the vacant World Heavyweight Championship. Triple H, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Batista, Randy Orton, and Edge with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee. You want to talk about the hottest Elimination Chamber crowd there ever was? It was that crowd. That that was a pretty hot crowd, yeah. That's that Puerto Rico crowd. They, they, I mean, they were, and I was, I love watching that show because they do the counts in, in Spanish. So it's uno, yeah. dos. Yeah. I just love it's, it. It's different from like, you know, because like they, they're based in like America and like Canada. So yeah. it's like, you know. It, it, it was a cool, it was a cool thing. And of course the, the storyline going in was, was Batista going to help Triple H win the title yeah. or not? Because that was when they were starting to form the cracks in that part of, of uh, evolution. Trip Randy Orton had already been gone yeah. a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it was very, very well done. The The layout of the booking helped to propel so much going forward. It prepared Edge and Michaels for their feud going into the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Uh, obviously, it furthered the Evolution storyline. Randy Orton was going to get one more title match at the Rumble down the road. And mm-hmm. it also made Batista look like a genuine star. And Chris yeah. Jericho uh, and Chris Benoit were there doing what they do best, and that's selling the crap out of all the bigger guys and also looking fantastic mm-hmm. while doing it. So to me, that was one of the early examples of a great chamber match. I yeah. think that it's very hard to replicate. I think that. that was I think that was the second chamber, wasn't it? The second ever? Uh, no, it was the third because there was uh, that SummerSlam 2003 mess. And uh, mm, that's uh, right, SummerSlam 2003. I forgot. Yeah, about let's that. let's talk about that one while we're here. That that one probably goes down as one of the weakest elimination chamber <laughs> matches of all time. And and there's no fault of the people involved. Well, <laughs> no fault to some of the people involved. Some of them. Some of them. Triple H involved. was injured, so he gets a pass. He had a well, he had a groin issue, so he couldn't really do anything. Randy Orton was very young and he was not as he was still green in the ring. Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho try as they may, could only do so much. But <laughs> you, you can only do so much when so much is going wrong. Yeah, when when you got guys like <laughs> Kevin Nash and Goldberg in there, mm. especially and ah. Kevin Nash peak quad tear time of his career. God, you know, he that that was just a tough time to be to be watching. It was. I, I honestly I don't, I only think I've watched that match one time probably, but it uh-huh. was it was that's how bad it was. I'm I'm a person who if a match is bad I I just can't watch it again and that is on that list for me. I cannot watch that match again. You couldn't force me to watch it. What were your guys? Have you guys have either of you seen the O3 Chamber? Ambrose, I think you have based on the way you're responding. I did I did not see it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did not. I skipped over that one because I, I I remember it being bad. <laughs> yeah, Angela, have you seen it? I have not yet experienced the 
horrible chamber match yet. Okay, well then I, I guess I'm the only one with the experience. So let me give the summary of how this one went. We just talked about two great chamber matches. Let's, let's, let's a do a quick play-by-play. Of so it, it was <laughs> Michaels and Jericho, I believe, started the thing. And again, Michaels and Jericho, look at the talent. It starts off really good. Randy Orton got gets two in of the there. Greatest. Randy Orton gets in there. He looks really good. Even though he's very young, he's in there with two of the greatest. So he looks really good. And Randy is obviously now one of the greats, so he had that in his in his blood at the time. Kevin Nash comes in, and he does the typical big guy lumbering around the ring with a couple of big moves for four minutes before Goldberg comes in, kicks everybody's ass. One, two, three. Everybody's gone. And yeah. then it's down to him and Triple H. And, 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 I, and I found out after the fact why that match was this was made a chamber match, because Triple H had the groin injury, so he was supposed to drop the title to Goldberg in a one-on-one match. But he couldn't wrestle a one-on-one match. So be, because of that, they changed it to the chamber to protect Goldberg because then Flair and Orton and everybody got involved. They used the sledgehammer stuff and handcuffed him to... It was... It was a mess. It was a mess. It was a whole lot, a whole lot going on that didn't need to be going on. It was one of those overbooked chamber matches, and I mean, I get that the injury, which the Triple H played into a lot of that, but you know, there's there's so much more that they could have done. They could have found another way to make it happen. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it was just so poorly booked, in my opinion. But they were trying to protect Goldberg, and they didn't do a very good job of that. So. Skip over that chamber. Let's talk about a more recent chamber match. Oh. I don't. I don't want to dwell on the negative, but I think this is a, a bad one that you probably both have seen. It was from the very rushed 2015 Elimination Chamber pay per view. It mm. was the. Uh, yeah, that was, was kind of random. That was in like June, July. Yeah, I believe it was because they had originally removed it from the lineup, but there was fan backlash or something, so they like rushed it into the card between uh, Money in the Bank and uh, I believe it was Payback or Extreme Rules or something. Let me see. I think I'm looking I'm looking right here. Yeah, it was in between. It was before Money in the Bank. Yes. Yeah, yeah so, in, in between Payback and Money in the Bank. So Ooh. we're going to talk, and the match that I am referencing that was just awful was the Elimination Chamber match for the vacant Intercontinental Championship. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. Oh, God. <laughs> If you thought talking about Goldberg was bad, we're going to talk about his his younger twin brother, Ryback. Oh, uh, Ryback, the uh, uh, offspring of Goldberg and yeah, RVD. Yeah, Ryback. RVD's talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Ryback, Dolph Ziggler, Mark Henry, Sheamus, R Truth, and Dolph, or sorry, and King, King. and King Barrett. Not Wade yes, Barrett. King of the Ring Barrett. That's the man right there. Man, that. I, I, I only watched, again, one of those matches I watched one time. Right. I don't even remember. I know Ryback won, but what the hell happened in this match? Does either of you guys I, remember? I, I constantly forget Ryback had an Intercontinental title reign. And it was honestly. a long one, too. It was it was like five it months was, long. Yeah, I didn't realize that this pay-per-view was in May. I thought it was in, like, July. It was in May, and he dropped it, I believe, in September to Kevin Owens. Yes. Yeah, that was Clash of Champions, 2015. Yeah, the- Night of Champions. It was still Night of or Champions. Or Night of Champions. That's right. Night of Champions. Yeah, that was the last year it was known as Night of Champions before the brand split brought back Clash of Champions. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That right. card That card had some other matches, though. Some good other matches, but, you know, the tag chamber wasn't bad. That was the very first tag chamber, and I will, yeah. I will give it this. It was very well put together. Uh, I just think that the tag division... Uh, 
Look at the tag division at the time. It was yeah. the Ascension who had been buried beyond belief. It was. <laughs> uh, we can get into the Ascension. Uh, the new, <laughs> the new day. Who, mind you, were in that really all, weird heel period before they. All three of them were in the chamber, weren't they? It was all three. Yeah, and I don't understand why. I really yeah, don't. Doesn't make sense. Like it's a tag team chamber. Why are all three of them in there? Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Freebird rule, but they never. Ha- well, hold on, listen they, to some. They, they didn't go into that Hell in a Cell match three v two. Exactly. <laughs> I get there's no disqualifications, but yeah. Okay. I so, mean, he could he could, one of them could have came in the chamber, right? Yeah, been, like, you, officially in the chamber. Yeah, if you're a heel, I mean, can, yeah, that that's usually what you do. So and we're only two teams in. Oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> the Lucha Dragons. All right, you know, Sin Cara, Botchamania fan, right there. Uh, prime time, the face of Botchamania. Face of Botchamania yeah. broke his finger and couldn't continue the match. Yet there's guys who tear their quads. At yeah, we H. have yeah we have Cesaro who uh, gets his teeth shoved in his gums and wrestles for I, 15 more minutes. I got to see that live. Oh, you! Oh, that's person. right. That was at the that Staples was in Center. L.A. in Staples Center. I got to see that happen live. That's awesome, man. That's really that awesome. one in uh, Reigns versus Cena. That was it was a good. Oh, good show. you saw Reigns versus Cena live? It was crazy. I mean that's that was one of those matches that I wish I could have saw live. I didn't think it was like we we had gotten tickets and I was like okay it'll be fun you know fun pay per views are always fun to go yeah right exactly even if they're bad you know they're usually fun yeah and then they're like all right we're gonna do this match I'm like okay and they're like okay we're gonna do Lesnar and Strowman I'm like oh (laughs) sick and like all right we're gonna do Reigns versus Cena I'm like. Oh, <laughs> all right. You just got like a card. You're at you're you're racking up the points here, WWE. And that was yeah. fresh off of one of the best SummerSlams ever, by the way. The one that, that I was went to. That was, you went to that one, right? You I was at SummerSlam. Angelo was unfortunately not with me, but I was ah. at that SummerSlam, and I was. That was the night I was. Ambrose, I was telling you the story about Junior's cheesecake. Uh, hmm. That was that. And that was that night, and we were. Uh, <laughs> I remember vividly, and this is getting a little off topic, but my friend Alaric, one of my best friends, he was his first live wrestling show ever, and I think to this day the mm-hmm. only one he's been to. And so we were sitting there, very top uh, row in the state in the in the stands. It was the best seats mm-hmm. in the house because you could stand up the whole show with the wall behind your back, and nobody yeah, was going to complain. And it was awesome. So the whole main event, we were on our feet, and that was Lesnar, Strowman, Joe, and and Reigns. Yeah, that was that. Oh, insane fatal four-way that was that, one of my favorite matches that year it was such a great crowd to be a part of i got so hyped just watching it man <laughs> like we were so hyped and when braun Strowman's music hit and that yeah. Rick was sitting next to me i swear to god he jumped out of his shoes it was the funniest <laughs> thing ever because he didn't know braun's music he's, he's yeah. a casual wrestling fan he knows the big guys like lesnar roman he didn't know what right. braun Strowman's music was especially in 2017 so braun comes out and he's like whoa this guy is awesome <laughs> and then five minutes later he's throwing brock lesnar around like a toy and i'm just like yeah, yeah. this is this is why this we is, love wrestling this is mr Strowman right here this is broad Strowman. he's Throwing a future brock lesnar champion. around uh okay so we got off topic there let's go back to the chamber right let's so we, we were talking about the tag team chamber match yes uh so we, new day uh, ascension lucha dragons uh primetime players all right you know whatever Tyson, they were funny at times they were fun. uh los matadores and uh the only the only other salvageable team in the match tyson kidd and cesaro what the hell was i miss that team man i miss tyson kidd a lot tyson's injury man (laughs) that sucks that neck injury like a month later forced him into early retirement 
uh, I, that move with the, um, the Cesaro swing and he does the drop kick. That oh, was amazing. So sick. Always looked painful as hell when you got you were getting swung around like a rag doll, and you get kicked in the side yeah. of the face for good measure. J, I think it was JBL always said it. It's it's not the swinging; it's the sudden stop at the end. Oh yeah, <laughs> JBL may not have been the best, but he 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 had some he had some pearls of wisdom on. JBL had his you know he had his his ball games, but he also had you know ball game yeah, ball game. That was uh, that was annoying. Every single match. <laughs> That was like, that's like that's the equivalent of nowadays with Michael Cole every single Friday. It's boss it's time. Boss time. <laughs> I want to off myself, but anyway. Um, oh my god. So yeah, uh, that chamber match was okay for the first yeah. ever tag team chamber match. I think last year's uh, um, SmackDown tag team title one definitely did eclipse that. Yeah, that was definitely better than that. It was, it was, it was a fun match. Yeah, well, that one was like you know, the new day. Uh, Miz and Morrison, Heavy Machinery. Um, yeah, uh, Ziggler and Rude, Ziggler Lucha and House Ru- Party, Lucha House Party, and then did we uh, say New Day already? Yeah, and then the, who's the sixth team? Um, oh goodness, I I gotta find it. Yeah, I think it might have been the Usos. Oh yeah, it was the Usos. Yeah, it, came, it was Shane. Yeah, I, I assumed you said Usos already. Yeah, so. it came down to the Usos and Miz and Morrison. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was a much better chamber. I think there was also a lot more storyline yeah. behind it. Uh, I thought Ziggler and Rude should have won that. The should've Dirty that Dogs, chamber. as they're now. And then known. and they fight heavy machinery at Mania. That's why I thought was gonna happen. I uh, know, but instead we got Otis versus Ziggler and Sonya Deville did the whole thing and. It was a weird time, and then the pandemic they really, started. They really broke up a tag team to put Mandy Rose in another tag team. Right, and and of course the tag <laughs> team was that was very good. And no offense to Dana Brooke, but I, yeah, the character right now it's just they're just like stale. They come up, they, what call, do they, do? they come out to their generic music and their generic graphics, and they both do the generic flex taunt. Two yeah, two years ago Mandy was a future <laughs> women's champion, and now. The Golden Goddess was like it was great. It was yeah, good. it was a good gimmick. Even when she turned face and and sided with Otis, she still could have been a world uh, a women's champion. Yeah, like, that would have been, been great. But she kind of disappears from TV and then has that whole thing with Sonya, and then <laughs> and then goes to Raw for no reason, and then gets a new tag team teams with, for no with reason, Dana, and then <laughs> and then kind of you know doesn't appear on Raw for weeks. Oh, now she's fighting with Shayna and Nia. And then that's acting, Jesus. Oh, God. Angelo, don't say what I know you want to say. Angelo, is gonna, what is he going to say? Say it. And Angelo, you there? Well, because we're talking Nia Jackson with are what we, Are we, are we going to bring up the whole uh, whole situation? <laughs> no, I would rather Dude, not. That, okay, everyone's dying over that whole thing. It, I don't think it's that funny. Like everyone's dying over it. I thought uh, I just, I just you, thought it was. Think about it. She said three things in that, and the third one really got me laughing because I'm like, oh shit, it's another Triple H. Yeah, she yeah. said, "My butt, my hole, my quad." Oh, my quad! I didn't hear that last one. I, you know what? It, I, I didn't catch uh, until I think it was after Lana pushed her into the table. She was like, "My quad!" I'm like, "What the hell just happened? What, what's going on here?" Yeah. <laughs> I, this is the weirdest tables match I've ever seen. <laughs> I've seen. I hate. Uh, I don't say. I want to say I hate tables matches, but the stipulation has just been so devalued over the years. Okay, is, I'm gonna I'm gonna come at you with an unpopular opinion. What's that? Do you remember the Big Show Cody Rhodes Extreme Rules match? I or not the Extreme Rules? The tables match. I, I thought I, I that set, was a smart finish. 
I honestly thought that was kind of a smart finish. Oh yeah, it's an unpopular opinion for sure. <laughs> the foot when he 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 goes on the apron. If you haven't seen it, he goes. Big Show comes on the apron, and there's a table behind him. Cody Rhodes kicks his foot out, so his foot goes through the table. I thought that was kind of smart. That's uh, like when Kalisto <laughs> beat Braun Strowman in a dumpster match by a that technicality. Was, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Kalisto. Fun fact: Kalisto owns a victory over Braun Strowman. <laughs> Fun fact, Braun Strowman was once tag team champions with a 10-year-old. Oh, I mean, God, come I on. <laughs> I remember watching that. Oh. Braun, Braun's career, I, we were t- I was telling, we were talking about how we said to my friend, yeah, this is Braun Strowman. Well, yeah, this is Braun Strowman. He's lost to Kalisto and won, <laughs> and won a title with a 10-year-old as his partner. Uh, and then beat an old 50-something-year-old man at WrestleMania as a fill-in. Uh, what do you want me to do, you know? <laughs> now, yeah. he, now he dresses like a construction worker. Yeah, what's going on with that? <laughs> he, he comes out with the with the gloves on his like on his uh, waist. Like, what what are you, a handyman? What's he going looks on? like he's about gonna go lay some uh, lay some wood and and build a house. He looks like he's here to like fix the pipes or something. What's yeah, right. On? He's like he's the plumber, except he's ripped and six foot eight and three hundred eighty five pounds. Do you imagine calling a plumber <laughs> to fix like Strowman the pipes and the you open the door, big six eight dude, long beard, just bald, ripped. <laughs> No like, I'm here to fix your pipes. <laughs> I would run away. I would move. I'd be like, the house is yours. Here's the key. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever uh, you want. That's it. Okay, we, we're supposed to be talking about the Olympics. Going back. Okay, I have a transition. Here we go. Going back on topic. Braun Strowman has the most elimination chamber eliminations in a single match. He does at six. Oh, and in because 2000- the seven man chamber they did in 2018, he eliminated everyone except for Roman. Or was it five? It's five. Because it was six, be, right? It was, it, 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 no, because he would, he, he, it wouldn't be six because he would have won. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had five then. I think he I has the most, he has the most without winning, probably. Uh, yeah, because Shayna, Shayna is the next one up and she has ah. a W. Oh, let's talk <laughs> about has- that one too when we get a chance. Uh, that that could have been so much better. It was so poorly put together. Ah oh, man, so poorly put together. I get like, you know, squashing everyone, but like you could have given them a little offense, right? Yeah. And she gets rid of everyone, right? It's Shayna, right? And then Oscar's in the pot. She's gonna come in, right? We had to wait forever for Oscar to get out of there. They could have they could have sped it up. Yeah. There or- there are no strangers to lying about time intervals. Personally, of course. <laughs> And personally, if I were them, Shayna comes in last, and one by one, everyone's still in, and then one by one goes through everyone. That would have been cool. Because then guess what? Oh, Asuka's down on the side, you know, whatever, she's kind of waiting. She'll go through Ruby and Sarah and Liv, and I don't even remember who the other person in the I think it was Natalia. Yeah, it may have been Natalia. Yeah, it was Natalia, that's right. It was Natalia. Go through all them like that. Then all of a sudden, you know, face-to-face with Asuka, the two greatest NXT Women's Champions of all time, face-to-face in the middle of the ring with a chance to go to WrestleMania. And that would have been crazy. Face the greatest Raw Women's Champion of all time, Becky Lynch. It would have been set up so perfectly, and everything about that was just a mess. And then she comes in at number four. <laughs> and Yeah, and the chamber just gets... Oh, oh, man. Let's talk about a better chamber, shall we? Uh, well, let's go all let's the way see. back... To 2009, the No Way Out pay-per-view, the last time the the Chamber took place on an event not named after the match. Uh, yes. There was, there was two matches on that night, and the match had one long story arc. And again, Ambrose and you and I were talking about this before we came on the air. 
It was the WWE Championship Chamber opened the show. Edge was the defending champion, and he entered the match against um, uh, Jeff Hardy, Vladimir Kozlov, the Big Show, <laughs> Triple H, and The Undertaker. Yes, Vladimir Kozlov. Who I just, I, I'm sorry. I just laughed at Vladimir Kozlov. I don't blame you. I don't know who, <laughs> who, who rightfully would have not laughed at the fact that Vladimir who, Kozlov. Who fondly remembers Vladimir Kozlov? Uh, Aside from his stint with Santino. Um. Yeah, yeah so that's a that's a yeah. No, I don't know too many people who have. But um, yeah. So that was the opening match of the show in which Edge defeated. Oh, sorry, Triple H defeated them all, won the championship right. at the end of the day. But the big storyline arc coming out of it was Edge being eliminated within the first five minutes before any pods were. Right. Ready. Edge looked like he was shocked. Spent half the show backstage begging his Vicky to redo the match to do something to help him out. <laughs> Then what ends up happening is he uh, inserts himself into the World Heavyweight Championship Elimination Chamber match, uh, attacking Kofi Kingston and locking himself in Kofi's pod. Uh, the match also featured Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho, Kane, John Cena, who was the defending champion, and here's one for you. And Here we go. <laughs> Mike Knox. Mike Knox. Mike freaking Knox. Main evented. No Main way event out Knox. 2009. Main event Knox right there. It was the biggest match of his career, and thank God it never went any further than that. But Mike Knox, and so yeah, that was the, the conclusion of the storyline arc, yes. was Edge uh, entering the chamber, attacking Kofi, and then not only doing so, help, helping to eliminate John Cena extremely early, coming down to him and Rey Mysterio, and anything between Edge and Rey Mysterio is going to be good. And uh, Edge won the World Heavyweight Championship, walking out. Uh, and heading to WrestleMania with the other world title in his possession. So, Angelo, you haven't spoken a lot. What do you have to think about that night? Because that was the first time I ever watched a Chamber pay-per-view live, in fact. So I'll get to my business in a second. But what do you got, Angelo? (laughs) So that whole thing with Edge, you know, attacking Kofi and inserting himself into the match, I thought that was um, pretty cool. Especially, I mean, for, for me, it feels like Kofi kind of told his story in 2019 mm-hmm. in that chamber. He was like, you know, basically he got screwed 10 years ago and now he's, you know, back in this big match um, in his rightful place. Well, yeah. So I feel like that was something that great that came out of that. Um, unfortunately, years later. But another thing was that he was able to eliminate the current champion. And yes eventually win the whole thing yeah i thought that was pretty cool a better i guess wrestlemania match that was one of my i think that's probably my favorite part of the match when they um that triple he team. has he has um edge up he has edge up for the aa jericho hits a code breaker on cena ray hits the 619 edge hits the spear and he's out oh, cena's out such a clean and the, the look not only was that cool but the look on edge's face he looked like shocked that it happened. He was like, Whoa. "Well, because Cena was the favorite, and before Edge entered the match, I don't think anybody predicted anyone but Cena winning. You know, right. okay, Ray or Kane might have a chance, but no, it was gonna or Jericho. Well, but, certainly it was gonna be Mike Knox. We all know. Yeah, Mike Knox was but the, winning. The but world then Edge had to mess everything up. Yeah, yeah right. Edge Knox had to well come champion. in there and eliminate. You know, everybody. <laughs> I, I mean. I personally, for me, I, I, I think that the whole storyline arc was great. And, you know, no one talks a lot about that, uh, the first chamber match. I mean, where Edge lost the title. The shock value was not the only good part of that match. In my opinion, that final three, what a weird but awesome combination. 
Jeff Hardy, The Undertaker, oh, and yeah. Triple H were the yeah. final three in that chamber match. The three baby faces of the match were the final three. Speaking of a weird of not a weird final three, but I was watching the one um what was what was the one before WrestleMania twenty seven? Which one was that? Was that twenty eleven? I was watching the one where it came down to Cena, uh Punk and Morrison. Uh, I thought that was kind of a little weird. A little weird final three. I lo- I would love to see Morrison. Oh, is that, is that where Morrison was climbing to the literally the center yeah, of the dome? He goes on the top and falls on Sheamus. Oh, yeah. uh, that was a great one. Though I, the only reason why I didn't like that one was because they did that shtick with Randy and Punk. You know, kind of was like. Oh yeah, he couldn't get the pot open. Yeah, so then they, they you know they restarted the timer, so Punk got back into his pod, and all. I was like, what? This has never <laughs> happened before. He wasn't next either. He wasn't next up. He was the last one, I think, wasn't he? All right, they redid. They literally added five minutes to the match, and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a chamber match. They're long as hell anyway. Please stop doing this to me. But uh, no, I I liked that. I think that if there was ever a time to pull the trigger with Morrison, it was then and only then because the opportunity awaiting him at WrestleMania was against yeah. The Miz, his yeah. former tag team partner. I he get like, it. Morrison looked like a star in that match. Yeah, he did. He He's did. Like, and that was the the highest point his career ever reached because that WrestleMania, oh God, was the night he teamed with freaking Snooki. So he went from... That was that one? Yeah, it was the same WrestleMania... Yeah, I know. How how have a mighty fall very quickly? Could have been fighting the Miz for the championship in the main event, but no. Let's 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 put him with Snooki. It was, what was it? What was it? It was Morrison. <laughs> it was Morrison, Trish Stratus, and Snooki against Dolph Ziggler and Lay Cool. Yeah. Oh, that that's that's how you know your your career hits a, a rock bottom point very quickly, and then within a year he was gone from the company. That's when you don't have it. That's when you don't have anything else for someone on the card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I. I also was a big fan of his performance the year prior in 2010, but mm-hmm. that chamber, that the, the story that was was created out of what happened in that chamber, required Morrison to lose. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it was. Uh, that was the one with um, Jericho. Sean cost yeah, Taker. Jericho yeah. won the title because Sean cost Taker. Of course, the storyline between Sean and Taker, arguably one of the most well told year long storylines that yes. WWE has ever done culminating well really picking up that next level inside the chamber where you know they show up where sean shows up from underneath that steel grate super kicks trip taker jericho's like my old nemesis helping me out what the hell's going on cover one two three jericho steals the title he's gonna settle his business with edge and then taker and michaels are set up for their main event in wrestlemania Morrison looked very much like a star in that match as well because Morrison was in that final three as well. He was. Huh? He was down oh. to Jericho, Taker, and Morrison. Morrison getting down to the final three in chamber matches, man. Yeah, he actually finally won one last year when he won with the Miz. But that's right. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think that the missed opportunity in 2011 was was a big mis a miscommunication. But of mm-hmm. course, there was always that bigger, overwhelming story to tell that Cena was going to kick off his stuff with The Rock the next night on Raw, and so it was just it was a matter of it was a matter of circumstance more than anything, unfortunately. But uh, I do believe that uh, that 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 uh, the other chamber match that night was pretty good too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, wasn't that the one where Edge went the distance? Entered the chamber. Started with Rey Mysterio. Ended with Rey Mysterio. 
if I'm not what was mistaken. that 2010 2011 that was the same night oh, that- 2011 yeah I noticed I was like I said I was watching the chambers earlier um that 2011 and that no way out 2009 they were both the final two in those matches yeah they were it was pretty it was a pretty cool uh it was pretty cool, and, and and the difference too. They were both baby faces in 2011, whereas in uh, mm-hmm. 20, uh, 2009, Edge was the you know, the the, mur- <laughs> the murderous heel, as one may say. That was that was what I noticed in uh, 2009. Edge attacks Kofi and Rhea's like, "What are you doing?" Like he's pissed off at him, and they, and they fight in the chamber. And then 2011, they're in the chamber, and Michael Cole, Michael Cole goes, "Longtime friends here." And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know "Well, time. technically, if you're going way back to 2002, yeah, okay, longtime friends, but they've had a lot of issues since then. Yeah. Where they fought over world say, say, They were just beating the hell out of each other in the chamber like two years ago. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and then, so that chamber match also featured uh, Kane, Big Show, Wade Barrett, and the mm. last hurrah in the initial career run of Drew McIntyre. That's right. McIntyre Drew was." Boy. Back down to the Superstars show a couple of weeks later and subsequently became a three-man band member and released from his contract. We all know the story of Drew's return and rise to stardom. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good match. It was always going to be Edge or Mysterio. I didn't think anybody else was really going to do it. Kane's 2010 heel run had completely cooled off to the point where no one even really remembered it by that point. And Big Show was probably turning face and heel three different times in the match. (laughs) Um... So, let's go and look at another chamber match that has a similar story to Kofi Kingston's. I hope you guys know where I'm going with this one. It was 2012, the World Heavyweight Championship Elimination Chamber Match. I've been waiting to talk about this one. And let's talk about (laughs) Santino Morella. When you told me, when you asked me to be on the pod, I was like, okay, okay, we're talking about elimination. I was like, what are we talking about? You're like, elimination chamber. I was like, all right, so I have to bring up Santino. We have to talk about it. So let, let it be known, in 2012, Santino Morello was almost world heavyweight champion. He was a millisecond away from being a world champion. Hit him with the, hit him with the, co- the pop was insane. Hit him with the cobra. One, two, kick out. Oh, he felt the air like. And then he nearly got life. out of the, he nearly got out of the no lock. And, and everyone wanted him to get out of the no lock God. so bad. Oh man, ah, oh, so Ambrose, do you oh. want to talk about that one? What do you What do you got to say about Santino in the chamber? That's that's that, I was just waiting to bring up that Santino was almost a world champion. He was he was so close. Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine Santino Morella with the big gold belt on his shoulder? Not only that, on the road to WrestleMania. Exactly. Could you imagine him walking into WrestleMania as the world heavyweight champion? Face Sheamus. Yeah, I mean that was. That's where that, that was Sheamus's year. Yeah, that was the yeah Sheamus because Sheamus came down after the, the chamber uh, and and got in <laughs> Daniel Bryan's face. That was the 18 second. Yes, 18 second. it was. That was uh, the 18 seconds one. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. My um, that 18 second match. My dad was he's he likes Sheamus and Daniel Bryan. He was like, all right, that's it'd be so cool. Sheamus and Daniel Bryan, they're gonna have a match at WrestleMania. It'd be so cool. <laughs> Kisses AJ. It's the bro kick. It was like, what just happened? I want to see this. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that that that'd do it. But that was, that chamber match was um, featuring. Was yeah, it also featured Wade Barrett, Cody Rhodes, The Big Show, and oh, your everyone's favorite Punjabi playboy, the the great Kali. Mm. So yeah, that Our was boy. That. Um, the other chamber match that night was of nothing of importance. It was the uh, CM Punk. Uh, mm. Retention. It was more to set up Jericho versus Punk for WrestleMania. Right. Uh, Kofi Kingston, uh, Dolph Ziggler, uh, R Truth, and The Miz 
were also in the match. Uh, so yeah, and then the chamber. Uh, that's that's kind of where it started going downhill because 2013, <laughs> 2013 we got the uh, number one contenders match for the uh, what was it the world heavyweight? ah yes the world heavyweight title yeah yeah it was uh, Jack Mr. Swa- Swagger Jack Swagger taking it from over Randy Orton Chris Jericho yeah. Daniel Bryan Kane and Mark Henry a very pinned, shocking decision in my opinion he got the roll up on Randy and won the whole thing. Yeah, that was crazy. It was a it was an interesting mix of superstars because at that point, I really didn't see Swagger getting the win. He hadn't done anything for, well, let's be honest, three years since his last world title reign. Ah. But he had just come <laughs> back as this the real American gimmick with Zeb Coulter as his manager. Yes, and uh, honestly, I could have seen Daniel Bryan or, or Randy Orton getting it. But mm-hmm. that WrestleMania that was leading up to I believe WrestleMania twenty nine, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was the one with uh where Del Rio was World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, champion. Yeah, Del Rio. Let's not talk about Del Rio. Let's not Let's talk not get about Alberto Del Rio. Don't let me get into a rant about Alberto Del Rio. Well, I think we can <laughs> okay. all go on. We will be <laughs> here all night. Del Rio have in common. Yeah. I could talk for hours about how much I don't like Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> I think we can all talk about how much we don't like Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> he almost was eliminated by Santino in the Rumble. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Because yeah. he, he he never he was never eliminated. That's right. The forty man rumble. <sighs> that was too man, many. That would have been something else too. I wish they would do a forty man rumble again. That'd be, that'd be fun. They did the fifty well, man. They did, man, they did the fifty man greatest royal rumble. Did you not enjoy that? Where you had Dan that, Matha and uh... that was oh, Dan Matha. And then they have um. Did they have some like a sumo guy? Because he, he looked he wanted Yokozuna. like Yokozuna. <laughs> Yokozuna was dead. So they <laughs> that guy. Holy shit. Uh, uh, all right, let's look at another good chamber match because I I love I'm loving talking about this 2014. Oh, I love 2014's chamber match. Mm. It was the All Stars Elimination Chamber match: Randy Orton, yes. Daniel Bryan, John Cena, uh, Cesaro, Christian, and Sheamus. What a that's feel. a solid feel right there. And Cesaro pinned, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, I saw the video this morning. It was. Uh, seven years ago today, the day of recording, that Cesaro pinned Randy Orton on SmackDown clean just a couple weeks yes. before that show. I was looking at that. I was looking at some um, some of the older like like the li- their lists of best matches of the year, and I saw Cesaro versus Randy Orton up to a SmackDown. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I looked at the results. It's Cesaro defeat Randy Orton. I was like, oh, yeah. that's intriguing. <laughs> I might have to watch this now. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it was. It was SmackDown in 2014. So let's be honest, it wasn't a great show. But to have Cesaro, who at that point had been a tag team wrestler for the better part of a year with Jack Swagger, yeah, pin the WWE World Heavyweight Champion in the main event of a show. Talk about a, a rocket ship. We thought was to the moon, but instead it was pitter patter out in the <laughs> out, the early reaches of space. But uh, you know, it was uh, it was a great match. Uh, I believe that Cesaro came down to the final four and the sentimental favorite was Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Cesaro was um, in the final four with Cena, Bryan, and Orton. Yeah, so I remember Christian and Sheamus. Sheamus was the first out because Christian did a big frog splash off of a pod. Mm-hmm. Then Christian got hurt because he did that, so he got eliminated. Uh, yeah, and then it came down. Yeah, Daniel Bryan pinned him, yeah. yeah. And then Cena got eliminated because of the Wyatts. And then... Um, they had the whole shtick where Kane got in the chamber and choke slammed Brian and yeah, it was a it was came down to Brian and Orton and then Randy Randy got him. Good and they were Randy. setting up everyone's favorite WrestleMania main event, Randy Orton versus Batista. 
That's the one. That's what everyone wants to see. Not Daniel Bryan. Not that guy. No. Who wants to see Daniel Bryan when you can see Batista? When you can see an Evolution match. Yeah. And so, let's throw Triple H in there. Yeah. Right. Oh God. Ah. The fact that it could have been if Triple H had beaten Daniel Bryan, I'm like, you really just make it want. If they if they had if they had put Triple H in there, they should have brought Ric Flair out of retirement and put him in there, making a fatal four way. So make make Good old fashioned fatal four way. Make Rick the guest referee, so the entire match. Oh, no there you go. No one cares about the match. They all care about the woo, the styling and profiling, the strut. He'll do a face plant onto the mat. And no one will care about the match. They'll just care about watching Rick. Some Randy will hit an RK on Batista, and uh, Rick Flair will do a do a fall over, a fall over, <laughs> so he doesn't get the pin. Rick will go up to the top rope and take an overhead <laughs> bump because he never hit that axe handle, no matter how many times he went for it. He finally hit it. At, uh, what was it twenty four? Right? It was a crossbody WrestleMania twenty four. Yeah, he went up to the top rope, and everyone was like, "Holy crap!" Rick Flair hit a move off of the top rope and didn't land on his back. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Angelo. Uh, 2014 Chamber. I remember watching this one, and I was extremely hyped. Do you have any memories of watching that for the first time? Uh, so, 20, <laughs> 2014. Yeah, yeah, 2014. Yeah, 2014. <laughs> 2014. Angela, you all right there? You're all right. We uh, were talking so much, he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, really, like. I don't know, but that match I didn't really remember much. The only thing I really remember was that big spot from Christian doing the frog splash and, you know, then getting eliminated by Daniel Ryan. That was, like, all I remember from that match. Otherwise, I couldn't tell you a whole, like... <laughs> all right, listen, you know, it was, it, was, it was not one of the best ones ever. I mean, the overbooked finish really does devalue it a little bit, but uh, right. it was a very good match. It was very well put together, in my opinion, and I think that... Uh, it was definitely one of those matches that should have elevated guys like Daniel Bryan and Cesaro, but instead just, you know, it, it didn't devalue them. Had a rehash of Randy Orton. Yeah, it was a rehash of Randy Orton and the Authority because everyone wanted that. Um, that was a that was an angle that went too long. <laughs> I'm glad that it ended when it did. Um, let's see. There was another thing I wanted to say. I don't know if it was about that chamber. Uh, no, it was not. It was moving on. So. Uh, 20, we've already, we said that was the 24, oh, fun fact about the 2014 Elimination Chamber. That was the last pay-per-view before, uh, the WWE Network was established. The very next day. The oh, network, yeah. The network That's right, because WrestleMania 30 was the first pay-per-view on the network, right? Yep, and so here we are, and it's been seven years, and the network is going to be shutting down in the next month to be joining Peacock. It's going Peacock. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, for me, it's going to be beneficial because I wanted Peacock anyway, so now I'm going to get everything, Peacock and wrestling, for, you know, $10 instead of 20 So I so find... You get, so network's moving to Peacock. Do you get Peacock with the network now? I think that, that, that... I think you get... Yeah, you get... If you get a Peacock subscription, you get access to WWE Network. Okay. I yeah. Yeah, You know, you're going to have to figure that out. I think the first month is going to really be what's determined of that. We'll find out. Uh, so, okay. Uh, s- speaking of great chamber matches, what do you got? We have to go. We have to talk about the iconic December to Dismember 2006. Uh, why? Why? Why would you go to December to Dismember? How could you? How could you do an elimination chamber podcast episode and not bring up December to Dismember 2006? Very easily because the whole thing sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at this field here. Bobby Lashley. Uh, great. 
Big Show, oh. Test, oh. Rob Van Dam, okay. CM Punk, and Hardcore Holly. Oh. And, and Hardcore Holly was was it was supposed to be Sabu. I mean, if, at least if he was, if Sabu was in there, I could have given you a little bit of leeway. But no, Hardcore Holly. He's so hardcore. Hardcore Holly getting dropped on his head by Brock Lesnar. Yeah, breaking his neck and missing nine, uh, 13 months of his career. <laughs> So uh, I guess we got to talk about the extreme elimination chamber. The extreme match. one. It's not. A, it's not your average chamber. It's an extreme <sighs> this, chamber. This match was just. This whole show. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on December to dismember. There was only the Hardy match. The Hardy match was. That was the only like redeemable quality of that show. And even then, like Hardy's an Eminem. We've seen it before. We saw it again. Like great. Congratulations. Woohoo! You know, I wasn't really like overwhelmed with that tag team match it was like it was literally a house show paper a house show but on pay-per-view and with some clunky overbooked main event that got paul Heyman fired i'm looking at this card and it is it is something we got balls mahoney and matt striker in a strikers rules match fun fun fact about this this show going in only two matches were announced the hardy versus eminem and the chamber the rest of these matches were not announced. They literally were created on the day of the show. Good lord. Yeah, exactly. You're you're got t- <laughs> Elijah Burke and Sylvester Turkay. I think they say it. Turkay. Sylvester Turkay. The FBI. Little Guido. <laughs> I can't get through this little Guido. Oh my god. This that, we got the, just uh, Davari versus Tommy Dreamer, and then you got. Uh, Kevin Thorne and Ariel versus Kelly Kelly and Mike Knox. Why? Why bring him back into this? Uh, okay, so let's talk about the chamber. I can't stand this match. I, they had a weapon in every pod, and literally <laughs> there was one person that everyone wanted to win, and that was C.M. Punk. That's right. And, and he was out first. first. <laughs> yes, just... Okay, so then Punk loses. Well, who's the second most favorite person to win? Rob Van Dam. He's out second. Uh, and once RVD goes, it's just like, oh, we all know where this is going. We all knew what was coming. Yeah, they, we got it was it was Punk and then Holly and then RVD. Oh, and then we got final three was Test Show and Lashley. T- t- and then and that the, was Big Show <laughs> at his heaviest too. He was like five hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, and then it came down to the show and Lashley, and Lashley got him. And the whole thing was that Lashley couldn't even get out of his pod. He couldn't get the table out of his pod, and the door got stuck. And so he, he, really, caught... had a, he really had a table in his pod. He yeah, what was he going to do? <laughs> Open the door and set up a table? Oh, let's, the, you know, let's set up shop before I go in there and kick some, you know, some backside. Honestly, an extreme chamber is a good concept. But it was not executed very well. It was not executed at all. And I'm so glad they haven't done it since because it was so badly perfected that they they can just never go back. That's a stipulation that has to die. The extreme. It can do it. It, it, has, it has potential to be something good. Maybe like not every time, but, you know, one more time wouldn't be bad. They got to have the right guys in there and have everything just be placed in the chamber. Don't, don't zip tie them to anything. That was the problem. The table was zip tied to the chamber, so it was never coming loose. Bobby had no room to move. Uh, okay. He's a big boy too. Yeah, hey, he's a big boy. He's a power. He's a power lifter. He's ripped, man. Oh lord! I mean, again, not that there was anything wrong with, 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 with exactly 
what? Okay, let's call it spade a spade. It sucked. The worst chamber match of all time. <laughs> we could talk all we want about 03 or 2015. No, that was the worst chamber. <laughs> that was match the of one. All time. So I need I need to redeem some quality here. Let's go back to another good one. Let's go Let's to um, 2017. The elimin- the SmackDown Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. John Cena, who had just won it two weeks prior at the Royal Rumble in the match of the year, taking on AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, Bray Wyatt, and The Miz with the title on the line. And that was the night where we finally saw the crowning of Bray Wyatt as the WWE That's Champion. That's our boy. Angelo, you're a big Bray Wyatt fan. What did you think of that? So... I believe that was another match that John Cena was one of the first ones to go, right? That was he would walk. No, no, no. He he wasn't one of the first ones to go, but he got to final three. Or he got to final three. Yeah, with Bray and Styles. Champion. Um, yeah, I think Bray pinned him though. Yeah, yeah Bray think- pinned Cena, and then it came down to Bray and Styles. Yeah, AJ Styles and Bray. The fact that they actually put the title on Bray that night was. For me, it was a huge shock. I honestly didn't see it coming. Like, I was hoping for it to happen, but I didn't think they would actually pull the trigger on it that night. So oh, yeah. For him to be crowned as champion, like, that was just something that, like I said, I, it was unexpected, but I was actually, like, happy. I was like, you know, let's see what what matches they're going to put him in. Yeah. You know, for the championship. Let's and see how long then, they keep him as champion. And then we go to WrestleMania, and they project worms <laughs> into the ring. Okay, so let's do Bray was Bray was the face of that feud. I mean, come on. Yeah, Randy Orton was an arsonist. At- Randy Orton was the heel of that feud. Are you kidding? They tried to play like he was the good guy. No, he was not. No, he was not the good guy of that feud. And and Bray's reign lasting literally what forty days? Ridiculous. Yeah, that that title changed hands a lot in the first quarter. Yeah, it went from Styles to Cena, Cena to Wyatt, Wyatt to Orton, Orton to. Chinder Mahal, hard body Mahal. Well, that's you know, our boy. Your boy. I I, I hinder gender <laughs> all the time, and if you can, don't hinder the gender, I hinder okay. the gender all the time. I was not a fan of that <laughs> reign from start to finish. But yeah, yeah that, I, I would not want to see another world title from Jinder Mahal. I would love I this. I would. I wouldn't this, mind a US or IC. I would only. The only time I want gender near the title is if he were to face. Drew McIntyre and lose because mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool throwback to the yeah. NBA days. That's it. That's literally it. I don't want any more. If Mac, if McIntyre is still champion after WrestleMania, then yeah, have him have one of those low key, you know, world title <laughs> views. Key. One month, beat him at the pay per view. Thank you. Next, as Ariana Grande taught us. Oh my god. I, uh... Uh, well, we, we can talk about Ariana Grande after the pod. I don't, yeah. want, to, I don't want to go on a whole thing about a different topic. Yeah, well, who would have thought <laughs> on a wrestling podcast we mentioned Ariana Grande? Anyway. Let's just say the, the new album was all right. It was yeah, all right. Yeah, it wasn't okay. the best. Yeah, anyway. Okay. But uh, let's see. So we pretty much covered almost every chamber match that there's ever been. So there's only a handful left. Um, I, do like, I did like the 2019 chamber where they crowned the first ever women's tag team champions. I thought that mm-hmm. was a very nice way to crown the first ever champions. And they made the right call. Bailey and Sasha most definitely should have won that match, and I'm glad that they did. Again, the reign subsequently not the greatest, but I do believe that they were the right call. I believe they went over the Iconics, the Fire and Desire, mm-hmm. the Riot Squad, Tamina and Nia Jax, 
and Naomi and Carmella. Those were the five yes. of the teams. Um, and I like that, and I, I think that, that was the, it was a good match. The ending was very cool with um, Bailey and Sasha taking out Sonya and Mandy. A great finish to the match, in my opinion. I uh, did want to throw that one out there. We also should talk about the first ever women's elimination chamber match from back in 2018 over the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Sasha Banks. Uh, gosh, I can't. Yeah, we, we got we got Bliss, we got Banks, Bailey, Mickey James, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose. Oh, I had Nia Jax in there. Okay, so Sonya and Mandy were in there. Interesting. Oh, that was yeah. back when they were still Absolution with Paige. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> wow, God, that's a throwback. I uh, miss Paige a I, lot. Uh, Oh, so do I. It's my favorite. It's, 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 fun fact: it's my favorite women's wrestler, Paige, ever. I, I miss. I miss her. I miss her too. She was so good. Not only was she a, a fantastic wrestler, but after that, she was a great general manager. Yeah, I thought she they, was great as GM. And they took her out because of the whole fact that Raw sucked, so that SmackDown had to suffer. <laughs> because they took out authority so, figures, and and yeah. it just was just like, why? What are we doing? What? Why? What is this? But yeah, so um, that was a good chamber too. Uh, was it Bliss? Yeah, that was one? a fun one. Bliss won. Bliss, yeah, Bliss won. She, I think she, I don't know if she won with it, but she did twisted Bliss off the pod. That was a cool spot. That was a very cool spot. Yeah. No, I like that chamber. I always feel like we need to reference the very significant ones. That being the first ever women's elimination chamber match. Um, shockingly, in probably at least an hour of talking, we have yet to mention the first ever. Elimination that's was, that's what I was going to mention if you didn't. <laughs> we, we haven't talked about the inaugural Elimination Chamber match from Survivor Series 2002. It was for the World Heavyweight Championship, the brainchild of our favorite Raw general manager of all time, and I dare anyone to argue with me on that, Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. <laughs> I'm that's your back. Well, I mean, it's him. Well, it's for me, it's between Bischoff. Let's see if I can do this voice right. <clears throat> People power. John oh, Laurinaitis. Uh, I just got like 2011, 2012 flashbacks. We oh, got to get no. the people power. We're going to restart the match. I can't do that because I'm not going to be able to talk for the rest of the didn't episode. He, didn't he beat John Cena at Over the Limit? <sighs> Please don't bring that up. Please don't bring he that had, up. He had like the full like spandex people <laughs> power suit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. God. I liked him as the GM. I did not like that match. Johnny Ace. Johnny oh, yeah, Ace. Johnny Ace was 15 years past God. his prime, and he sucked when he was a wrestler anyway. But, Kurt Angle was cool as GM, though. Uh, yeah, Kurt Angle was pretty fun. And then they had the whole thing with his his son, <laughs> and, ah. and Jason Jordan. Uh, uh, that was an angle. Yeah, <laughs> that happened. That was an angle. Get it? Because Jason Jordan became an angle? Uh Ah, ah. I, I didn't even mean to. That was on accident. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to any of our <laughs> friends who listen to this episode, if you've made it this far, that joke was not planned. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, so, anyway, the first ever <laughs> Elimination Chamber match, I'm exhausted, uh, was Triple H defending the title against Rob Van Dam, Booker T, Kane, Chris Jericho, and Shawn Michaels. Survivor Series 2002 at Madison Square Garden. Angelo, yes. a youth, a fun fact about this, our good buddy Mark was actually at this show. He was seven years old. And he, oh, was wow. at, he was at this show. I remember having a conversation with him as well. So, Mark, if you or your dad, Hank, happened to be listening, shout out to you guys. But um, what's it called? Yeah, that was the night where Triple H almost had his throat crushed by RVD's knee, and yet he still went another 40 minutes in the match or so. 
if I'm not mistaken. He uh, it was it was. Oh no, he didn't start. I thought he started. No, yeah. No, yeah, he, he did. It was him crushed. and RVD who started. Yeah, no, I mean, I, mean, I thought Triple H started for a second, but that was Booker T. No, no, I thought Triple H started the match. It was, it was a. Oh no, 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 no. Triple H started. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, was, was, yeah, that's right. I was looking at the the elimination order instead of the oh, entrance okay, order. I see. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it was Triple H and RVD that started the match. I see. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was, um, it was, it was a good match. I mean, obviously, no one really knew what to expect coming in. I'd never seen anything like this before. Right. But it was, and and obviously, introducing this awesome concept was all you know was 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 great. And I'm glad that at first they didn't overuse it. You know, at first it was <laughs> like. All right, you know, once in 2002, once in 2003. You didn't see it again until 2005. You know, mm-hmm. it was very well used. Um, so I think that um, I think that it was it was a very well put together match. Uh, everyone had their chance to shine, and I think the booking decision was the right one as well. With uh, Shawn Michaels, after four years of being in retirement, only his second match back, you know, winning the world title from Triple H. I yeah, mean, that's right. Yeah, I, he I, came in last and then beat him. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I can say, the only thing I can say is that I would have much rather that match had been to determine the first ever world heavyweight champion as opposed to Triple H being handed the yeah, title. Cause, yeah, because Bischoff just gave him the title, didn't it? Yeah, he literally was like, "Oh, Brock Lesnar doesn't want to come to Raw to SmackDown, so <laughs> or to Raw." Here you go. So here you go. I'm like. Two months later, you come up with this awesome concept. You can't have the title be defended for the first time in Yeah, Move the concept up. That would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been. I think it's only appropriate that Triple H starts because he was the... Defending champion. um, He was the one that created the match. True, and he was also the defending champion. Personally, I think think the defending champion should start the freaking match. I can can stand on my my soapbox and and yell at a cloud all day. I'm not not going to get anywhere with that one. Uh, I guess it keeps the whole random thing in place. So, by my calculations, we have talked about all the chamber matches except for four of them. So we figure he might as well just throw them out there while we got the chance. So let's go to uh, 2018. It was the uh, mm-hmm. seven-man men's elimination chamber match, the biggest elimination chamber match of all time. That's right. And I, no, no, never mind. I was gonna say the longest, but it's not the longest. I don't think. Uh, I would figure it no because it was it, it, the three men started so there wasn't like any extra time there. But listen yeah. to the talent involved in this elimination chamber match. I mean, come on, you can't go wrong. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, The Miz, Seth Rollins, John Cena, Finn Balor, and Elias. Elias. Uh, and Elias. Don't, just, don't you dare discount Elias like that. He he is an icon. I he might be a music <laughs> icon, but I am not saying that in 2018 he should have been fe- competing for a world title match at WrestleMania. I, I just looked. It is it is in fact the longest chamber match at 40 minutes. And he um, that was also the one where they had the gauntlet a, f- a week before on Raw, and Seth Rollins went an hour and five minutes and beat Roman Reigns and John Cena in the same night. That's right. Back to back. As back well. to back. That's like Chris Jericho saying he beat Stone Cold and The Rock in the same night. Seth Rollins beat Roman Reigns and John Cena in the same night. Back to back. John, Jericho didn't do it back to back. No, he had a break in between. I think one match opened the show and one match closed the show. But um, hmm. yeah, it was it was a good match too. I like the concept of the triple threat start. In fact, mm-hmm. the three men who started the who started in the ring also facing a triple threat match at WrestleMania. That's uh, right. A few, yeah. few weeks, a few months later, or whatever it was. Um, 
The only thing I don't like was the booking decision, but who am I? I? I see this happening all the time. The booking decision was the part that I didn't like. Roman Reigns going over was the obvious decision. <laughs> On a personal, we all knew it was coming. We all knew we it all was knew. coming, but you could have really hoped for Finn Balor to get that moment, man. I was hoping that he could have got his chance to go back to WrestleMania, win back the title he never lost, but he never did. Uh, well, he did. He, he faced Roman down the line in like all uh, yeah I think he faced him after SummerSlam right yeah right you know, yeah that's right right after I think the night after SummerSlam or the week after SummerSlam but yeah. uh it was a good match I, I, I'm trying to just at this point reference all the matches that the Chamber has had so we're gonna run through the last few that we haven't talked about yet we'll now fall all the way back to 2006 this is a pretty interesting one New Year's Revolution 2006 it was um What's it called? For the WWE Championship, John Cena defending against Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Kane, Chris Masters, and Carlito inside yes. the Elimination Chamber. He spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool, and he was a... I, I marked so hard for Carlito at Royal Rumble this I think, year. I think everyone did, because we were so happy. It was one of those returns that you were just you wanted, and when you got it, you were just like, thank you. That's what we want. <laughs> But yeah, the shame he couldn't spit in Nakamura's face. The shame he couldn't do it. I would, uh, pandemic, damn, damn pandemic. Damn, not letting Carlito do his thing. Yeah, he can't spit in the face of people who doesn't want to be cool, but uh, or don't want to be cool. But yeah, that was an interesting chamber. Cena went the distance. Uh, it's probably more fondly remembered for the aftermath. It was also the night where Edge cashed in the first ever Money in the Bank contract mm-hmm. to win the WWE Championship for the first time. But the chamber played an integral part in that because Cena went for 30-something minutes in there with five of the best of the company at the time. Well, four of the best in the company at the time and Chris Masters. Uh-huh. And, uh, ah, you can't, you can't, you can't, call, you can't do that to Chris Masters. And Matt, he remember has the master lock, one. Move. You remember the master lock challenge? You remember that? Yeah, and then Bobby Lashley broke the master lock, and 15 years later is using that move on Raw every single week. <laughs> he, le- he learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> Angelo, what's your opinion on the master lock? <sighs> do we have to go there? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I was hoping that you would be on my side with this one. It's a full Nelson. It's a full Nelson. The only you, you know how you get out of a full Nelson? You sink your weight down and you and you yank your arms down. I'm as, as Michael Nakazawa. He knows how to do it. Put the lotion on and slide down. That's it. All right, moving on. Uh, I wasn't ready for that reference. Pause. Oh. Michael Nakazawa. How does Michael Nakazawa get a reference in this in this video? God. Okay. So yeah, it was a Cena was a bloody mess. Edge cashed in money in the bank, and. Uh, yeah, that was it. Was a good match. So I left this pay per view now. The last one we're going to talk about for for last because it was the first uh, elimination series of elimination chamber matches I ever watched. Now I didn't watch this pay per view live, but I bought the DVD for No Way Out two thousand and eight a few months after the show took place, and I watched both of these matches a million times. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, one of them is not so great. The other one I thought was very great. Let's start mm-hmm. with the not so great one. The opening match, the six man number one contenders match for the world heavyweight title. Batista and The Undertaker, great. They start it, they finished it. Fantastic. <laughs> Finley and MVP, perfect fillers for the match. And then you've got the great Kali and Big Daddy V. Now that's a chamber. That's 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 something else right there. 
The only parts <laughs> of the match that were enjoyable were the sequences at the end between Batista and Taker and MVP getting yeeted off the top of a pod by the end. Uh, I thought you, you were going to say everything with Kali and uh, Viscera, Big Daddy V. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Kali got submitted in about three minutes and Big Daddy V just plundered his way in one side of the ring. He got knocked down, got eliminated, and rolled right out the other side. Ah, uh, man, that guy. But anyway, so going on to the main event, and I personally think this is low-key one. It's up there, in my opinion. It's a pretty good one. It was the uh, WWE Championship number one contenders match. It was six much more talented men, you know, much more evenly uh, keeled than Big Daddy V and Great Khali. Uh, this chamber saw Umaga, Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, JBL, uh, Triple H, and Jeff Hardy compete for the opportunity to go to WrestleMania and face Randy Orton for the WWE Championship uh, it ended up that was being uh, WrestleMania 25, right? Four, 24. 24. 24. That was Cena won the Rumble and wanted his opportunity sooner, so we got Orton at No Way Out and lost via disqualification, so we still ended up in the Mania title match. But the winner of this match was supposed to face the uh, Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Um, Jericho and Michaels started. Let's be honest, Jericho and Michaels do what they do. They've done it before in the chamber. They did it again <laughs> here. Uh, they ended up going. Uh, Michaels got busted open early. Um, Umaga looked like a monster JBL didn't really do much kind of got pissed off <laughs> came in with a chair and just started smacking everybody upside the head <laughs> Jeff Hardy man was inches away from main event in Wrestlemania that's right yeah was that's one of the ones I watched today he, so, he almost had that he so almost had it hype uh, that was the year of Jeff Hardy 2008 was the year of how many times could he climb the ladder and get knocked off before winning that was the, the one he, he he pinned he beat uh, Triple H and Edge for the at Armageddon that year, right? I popped so hard as an eight year old watching that match. <laughs> I remember I had to beg my mom for the entire second half of 2008 to buy every pay per view because he was in the WWE title match on every show. And literally, my whole goal was to watch the show where he won the title. So every time he lost, I said, damn, I'm going to have to buy the next one. You know? <laughs> so he, he lost at the uh, Unforgiven in the championship scramble. He lost at No Mercy. He lost at Cyber Sunday. He got pulled from the match at Survivor Series. Finally won it at Armageddon. And I was like, if he doesn't win it now, I quit. But yeah, that was the start of his meteoric rise to the top. He had... Beaten Triple H clean at Armageddon 07 to win the title match at uh, Royal Rumble 08 against Randy Orton. Uh, good match at the Rumble in, in Madison Square Garden. Then uh, Jeff was the, down to the final two in the chamber with Triple H. But we all yeah. kind of saw Triple H going to WrestleMania. Um, and ended up being Triple H, Randy Orton, and John Cena in a triple threat match. Oh, we've done a lot of talking. Talked about a lot of chamber matches. Um, before we get on to the closing uh, topic for this episode, anything you want to mention about all the previous chamber matches we've watched over the years? No? Well, <laughs> I'll take that as a no. I feel like I'm, te- I'm like one of my professors teaching. Anything? Anything? No? Okay, let's keep going, everybody. Uh, so then, the last thing I want to talk about is... Obviously, Elimination Chamber 2021 being just over a yes. week away. Uh, as I said at the beginning of the video, only one chamber match has been confirmed. Um, and that right now, as it stands, is the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match as Drew McIntyre will defend against uh, AJ Styles, Sheamus, um, Randy Orton, Jeff, Hart, Jeff Hardy and The Miz. Uh, Jeff Hardy, still going, man. Uh, That's crazy. What's it called? So, yeah, it, it's going to be... Um, the WWE title on the line. Um, 
The other chamber match that I expect to see is going to be for the Universal Championship, in my opinion. Yep. I think both titles will be on the line. And if I'm booking the match, I go with uh, Roman Reigns, obviously, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, Jey Uso, mm. uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro. Those are my six. Yeah. Uh, I just I wrote I was writing down I think at the beginning of the pod I was writing down because I was like oh we're probably gonna talk about this so I wrote down who I would put in there I put yeah Reigns Nakamura Cesaro Brian Owens and I got like a four way tie with the last one who, I, um, I think I might know who else you're gonna he, have could be Jey Uso it could be I think Ray Mysterio could be in there yeah could be King Corbin maybe oh Lord please help us or I could see Biggie being in there I, you know I was really there. thinking Biggie because. He he's 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 going up the card. The only other person I could even possibly see is Sami Zayn, maybe. Um, nah. But his his character is kind of just. Uh, I don't see I don't see him or E going in there, but I I mean mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to, but I could see it. I could. I I think Big E should be in there personally, but then there's also no Intercontinental Title match on the show. It's a fifty fifty shot personally. You just gotta kind of see what happens and and wait and see with that, but. Uh, so that's my prediction for that. Uh, we can't really predict a winner, but let's be honest, it's probably going to be Roman Reigns. Yeah, I think Reigns, I think Reigns and McIntyre are going to win their chambers. I could yeah. see Sheamus winning the WWE title chamber, but I don't think he's the going to. The only thing I could see is... I honestly don't see Sheamus winning it. I do think Randy could feasibly win it. Yeah, that's another pick I could see. Yeah, Randy. Um, but I don't think with the stuff with The Fiend going on, like that's that they're going to have a match at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking the, the direction is Edge and Reigns right now. That's the the, the direction of WrestleMania to me is going to be Edge and Reigns. Um, what's it called? McIntyre, Lesnar, two, and mm. um, Orton versus Wyatt, probably in a Firefly Funhouse match. That could be fun. The first one I really loved. I one. did too, so I'm all for it. Um, yeah, I don't see. I, I, I mean, Jeff Hardy is a space filler. Uh, in my opinion, the Miz. He'll 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 jump off something. We'll yeah, see. he'll he'll hit a big swanton, <laughs> maybe to eliminate a guy like uh, you know one of the heels, Miz or Randy. Maybe like maybe like Styles or Miz or something. Yeah, one of the heels, or and then you know I feel like McIntyre is going to eliminate Sheamus to get revenge for what happened on Raw this week. You know, I'd like to see I, I I'd like to see Styles. If Styles won it, I wouldn't complain. You know, Styles is. Mm. I mean, it, I, I just feel like McIntyre is on such a roll. His loss has to be impactful. The title drop yeah. has to be impactful. You know, when he lost it to Randy the first time, I thought, okay, that's impactful because Randy's character was better than it's been in years. But exactly. then Randy lost it back to him two and a half weeks later, and it's just like, okay. And then, his, so this loss needs to be impactful. And I don't want to see him drop it to Lesnar at WrestleMania, but I feel like that match deserves to take place in front of a crowd. And if yeah. they're gonna have fans at WrestleMania, then that's the case, you know. I don't think they'll do Lesnar McIntyre too. I don't think it's gonna happen. So, if, Ed, I mean, so if Edge faces Roman, then who do you say faces Drew? Drew, you could. I mean, I don't know if it's a popular opinion, but Sheamus. Uh, I I could. I, honestly, I would rather it not be Sheamus. I would rather. I would, uh, I'm thinking Bobby Lashley. That could be neat. They kind of did that earlier this or like last year, like in June backlash. Well, yeah, yeah, but I feel like it's a different Bobby Lashley than we had back then too. Yeah, he was just getting started with hurt business. Now he's like dominant U.S. champ. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like the triple threat at the chamber is going to be to get the title off of Lashley without him taking a pin. 
I feel like either Riddle or Lee is going to pin one or the other, the two of them, and then Lashley can move on to bigger and better things. Maybe a match with Lesnar at WrestleMania. I could see uh, McIntyre face uh, Braun. I could see, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that. That would be a hoss. And I would like, that's one of the matches I really want to like see, you know, on a pay-per-view. Yeah. No, I would, I I feel like Drew, Drew can face just about anybody and it won't be bad. That's the good thing about a guy like Drew. I feel like if he were to face Braun, AJ, Brock, Bobby, you know, even Keith Lee, I'm not really opposed to any of those possibilities. If he loses the title, though, I just want it to be impactful. So yeah. a loss to a guy like Keith Lee is impactful, but I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. Um, I think that they'll probably go the route of a Bobby Lashley title win is huge for Bobby's character with the way it's been going. And I feel like that could be very big for Bobby. Just but give me that Lashley-Lesnar match. Just give it to that's me, That's all I want. That's all I want. And, and and this Lashley. Not my sister's Lashley. Not, no. oh, uh, I'm going to marry Lana Lashley and point to my ass Lashley. No, I want this Lashley. <laughs> it's a good Lashley. This it's is good. the only Lashley that I ever want to see in a wrestling ring. Nothing <laughs> of the rest of his career matters, in my opinion. Except TNA. TNA Lashley was pretty good. But, that's a good Lashley. But 2005, 6, 7 Lashley... No, 2018, 19, early 2020, Lashley. No, 2021, Lashley. Late 2020, 2021, Lashley. That's yes, the one. that's the one we need. It's the only way I can excuse it. All right. Well, we've talked a lot now, haven't we? I gotta eat dinner, fellas. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's officially crossed the 12 o'clock hour here in uh the east coast ambrose is over on the west coast so he's just turned nine so he's he's early on and, and angelo and i are I'm, I'm ready to go to bed and uh i'm sure <laughs> angelo's not too far behind i've been up since six o'clock this morning so Ooh. so you really had a long day <laughs> yeah school work you know the way that it is but uh anything else that either of you guys want to add to the discussion about the chamber before we wrap it up uh, I think we're good. I'm good, Angelo. I got something. What do you got, this is this is gonna be probably crazy, but this is something, Freddie, that actually me and my brother were talking about. Oh, what do you got? And think about it. Miz is in the match, right? Oh no! Don't do it it's to me. Guaranteed that he's gonna lose, but he still has the money in the bank contract. <laughs> After the match, whoever wins, whether it's Drew or whether it's someone like Styles. He cashes in on on them right after that match. I see that. This is the first one to go. I could see that. Yeah. That'd be I, good. Yeah, you know, it's it's actually a real possibility, unfortunately. Now that I think about, it, but then but then think about it this way too: is that you could set up for a different WrestleMania match, have Miz and have Morrison, and Morrison finally. All right, now that's the only way that I'm okay with it. That really is the only way that I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Because then you can have Lashley and sorry McIntyre and Lesnar face off. No titles, just you know bragging rights. Lashley yeah. can face Keith Lee in the biggest hoss fight you'll ever see, and mm. I'm all cool with that. Do they go that way? I don't know. If they do, does Morrison win the title? I hope so. I hate Please. hot. I Please hate God. hot potato. But I, I give him the title. Give him the title. I don't care hot I, potato. Yeah. It. 
Mid, Hot potato mid, isn't great, but I mean, in this case, this case is okay. Transitional <laughs> champions are a thing for a reason, and Miz is very much going to be that if that happens. That's all Please. I got to say about that. And Miz's time is coming up because he has until May, I think May twentieth or something like that to cash it in. Yeah, Mania is yep. April eleventh, so he's got to do it soon. He's got to do it in the next few months, and I know that they're gonna. And it's either gonna be a crappy loss like it was at TLC. Or he's got to win the title and have a quick loss to Matt, to Morrison, John Morrison, not anybody else. Morrison, that's the man to do it. Alrighty, well, it's an interesting point, Angelo. We'll have to see. I do think that it's very feasible, and if if it's gonna happen, it might happen very well at the chamber. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but that being said, uh, we'd like to thank Ambrose for joining us on the podcast today. It was a wonderful episode to have you on. <laughs> it was it was very fun. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, we hope that you can be on again sometime. You're always welcome back to join us here on the to. Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. So on behalf of Ambrose and, as always, my co-host Angelo, my name is Freddie Carlson, the host with the Hollow French Toast, and we will see you next time on the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast, and we are always here to remind you to never be afraid to be a fan. Thank you, and so long, everybody.